This is Retirement Roadmap Radio with Mark Fricks from Master Plan Retirement Consultants. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Mark Fricks provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Roadmap Radio with your host, Mark Fricks. Hi again, and welcome to another episode of Retirement Roadmap Radio with me, Mark Fricks, your uh, host, and our co-host today, as always, Mr. Tony Shore. And we are glad to be with you today, and we thank you for having us in your automobile or house or podcast today. We are glad to be with you. Uh, we're approaching the holidays, so we're having a great time. I should have wore my Santa hat, but uh, let's first check in with Mr. Shore and see how he's doing today. Tony, how goes it? Well, your beard is a little too well groomed to be a Santa, but you 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 have the little white going now, so maybe if you grow that out a little longer for next year and throw on a Santa hat, you could do it, I think. <laughs> well, I actually grew it for November. Oh, yeah. Uh, I shaved it off December 1st. I'd had enough yeah, of it. Movember. So. Yeah. Movember. Yeah. yeah. It was quite white, uh, kind of like Kenny Rogers. Oh, you do have a... Yeah. I can see that, how you'd look a yeah. little Kenny Rogers- Michael McDonald, Kenny Rogers vibe going yeah, the, on. Yeah, the, the pre-Kenny Rogers surgery years, well, not yeah. the post. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully the pre-surgery years. Yeah, he didn't look so I've not good. had any stretching done yet. No. So, uh. Well, uh, Mark, good to see you. And I'm excited, yeah, excited to be here with you. I'm really excited. And uh, I'm excited to hear what you have for us on the show today because, uh, you know, we've been, people are concerned about, finances and financial planning, uh, wondering where things are going to go with the uh, inflation as it has been. COVID continues to be a problem uh, and create havoc with supply chain issues. So what are we going to talk about on the show today? Well, and markets are all over the place, yes. and we still have people that are coming to us saying, I, I am, I'm not going to get a shot, and so therefore I, I can't yep. stand my employment wow. or whatever. So they're sure. taking a lot of early retirements as well. So we're, we're going to be talking about, as people think more about retirement, I want to talk a little bit about, and we've talked about some of these subjects before, but I want to talk about what uh, the falsehoods out there, the name of the show is the five fallacies of planning for retirement. Oh. So I've picked out five major areas where I always have folks come to me and say, well, I've heard or I've been told and I, you know, and I'm, I'm just like, you know, don't listen to this. Yeah. This, this is not right. So, so I think it's going to be a good show. It's, it's some good information and hopefully one or two of these items will trigger something uh, that our audience has heard. And they're like, well, you know, I thought that was true or that was the way I was thinking. So maybe Mark needs to, you know, maybe I need to have a chat with Mark and sure. let's just clear some of this up. So hopefully this will uh, help some folks out. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. And I'm sure there are more than five uh, fallacies oh, yes. about... <laughs> about financial planning and retirement planning that you've heard, but you've picked the five biggies. Uh, And I'm amazed at some of the, I'll be honest, I was one of those people who, you know, I'd heard things about what you need to be doing with your finances to plan for retirement and what needs to happen. And then once I started working with you and doing a show each week with you as your co-host, 
uh, I'm like, oh, okay, that's not true. Okay, this isn't true. <laughs> you know, you learn things about, you know, yeah. I was I was way off base on things like uh, what Medicare covers or Social Security or, you know, those types of things. And I'm sure we mm -hmm. might touch on some of those today, but I'm curious. I don't know. You know, the listeners think, well, we've done show prep. I know the topic, but I don't know what the five are. So I'm excited to hear what you have for us today. Yeah, I like to leave them as a surprise for you so that you react <laughs> sure. appropriately. Oh, right? I'll react. All right. They'll see okay. that. Well, the, the first one, uh, I, I guess I hear this every week. And, and it's the whether it's an article, whether it's, uh, um, you know, a, a blog, whatever. Right. Sure. And it's the fact that you need one million dollars to retire. I've heard that. Um, what's weird is they've been saying it for 25 years. <laughs> yeah, and... it's probably up to about 25 million now. <laughs> oh, I was going to say a million's worth like 300,000 now. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, what's going on? So that's that's really, that's just poor information. It, it, it has nothing to do with anything. I mean, think, think of it, Tony. Where are you going to live? You know, you live in Panama or you're going to live in, you know, Brooklyn. Yeah. Are, are you going to be um, skiing and golfing every day or are you going to be sitting in front of the TV? Yeah. Do you have two homes or one? Do you have a family? Do you have grandkids? Are you going to travel? You're going to travel I mean, around the on. world, take a world trip each year right. and live in Hawaii? Well, that's right. That's a different or, amount or drive than somebody to, who's going to retire on their family farm in Iowa. Exactly. Right. You know, you're going to eat at McDonald's once a month or, or eat at Red Lobster every day, all this yeah. stuff. And so it, it is so it should be criminal to, to put something like that out there because yeah. um, it means nothing. And again, yeah. they've been saying nothing. this for 20, 25 years. And so, you know, I know I've got people that we actually work with that are having a nice retirement with two hundred thousand dollars in their IRA. Wow. But they also have two pensions, yeah. two social securities. Sure. I mean, there's other things going on. Yeah. So, you know, one of the reports we run for people that, um, you know, that schedule what we call a 30 minute fireside chat or whatever you want to call sure. it. I put up a fake fireplace behind us. But one of the things we talk about is that kind of stuff. And we actually will run some reports to see how much money they need to retire on and, and, and what it's going to take to get there as well. So that's what you need. Everybody's different. And, and that one just that one just gets under my skin. Sure. OK, so that's a tough one for me when I hear that. Yeah. Well, that is tough. And I've heard that, too. Uh, you know, uh, you should shoot for a million dollars. Well, everybody's situation is different. Um, yeah. and, uh, in what account, it, you know, does that, is that a million in, uh, my 401k that I need plus social security, or is that including social security? And does that take into account where I'm going to live? And yeah, there are so many circumstances and figuring in, you know, the spousal income is part of that right. and living as a couple for how many years and longevity comes into right. play, how long you live is a big factor that no one can predict. And therefore you can't predict the exact amount you're going to need. And uh, you can come close if you work with a financial planner uh, and look at your situation, but you can't just base it off what your brother-in-law did or your neighbor, right? Well, and also, you know, we, we, 
we constantly update our, our plans are flexible because things happen. And so it's not like, Hey, we're locked into the next 30 years. This is what's got to happen. Cause I guarantee you that's not what's going to happen. Right. You know, uh, there may be an illness that comes along that sets you back. You may lose your spouse early. Um, you know, maybe you have to take care of elderly parents yeah. or maybe your kids come back home. I mean, there's so much, or, or maybe there's legislative changes, right? Uh, I love the saying that tax law is written in pencil. Um, and so it's always going to be something different there. Always and Social change. Security, how's it going to change? Yep. Uh, pensions, you know, they say pensions are guaranteed. Uh, just a couple of years ago, they cut existing pension payouts in Pennsylvania by 30%. Uh, for a certain Teamsters union. Wow. And so all of a sudden you got a 30% pay cut and you're 72 years old. And so these plans that we do for folks are constantly, that's why we meet once or twice a year, what's changed, what's going on. So it's it's a moving number that we're always uh, rearranging the target for. Yeah. Well, and that makes perfect sense. So that's the first one. Uh, what's next on the list of the five fallacies you've heard about retirement planning? Uh, this is where, and you know, I get a lot of this from CPAs, um, is, is all about all of your money should go into pre-tax, tax-deferred accounts, like an IRA, 401k, things of that nature. Um, and first of all, it's easy to do that. Sure. And you know, if you have a 401k at work, it disappears from your check before you see it. That's fine. But I can't tell you, at least once or twice every tax year, one of my clients will come to me and say, well, my CPA said if I put another 5000 into my IRA, he or she can save me $1,500 in taxes. And I'm like, you're going to pay those taxes the rest of your life, though. And they said, what do you mean by that? I said, well, you're going to get a tax you know, um, break today, this year, and you won't pay taxes on that money until you use it. But once that stuff starts coming out, it is fully taxable at whatever that rate is. Plus and that the rate gains in five years and the gains, the whole bit, everything that comes out, you know. So I'm not saying you don't put anything into 401k or IRAs. I believe in tax diversification. I believe there needs to be some in pre tax, sure. some in after tax, like Roth. Okay, and then some in that has no kind of a wrapping on it, just just a, an account you can go to that has no penalties um, and things of that nature. So I believe that there's three different areas you should always be in when it comes to taxes, and and this being a hero this year as a CPA. And by the way, I'm not talking to all CPAs out there. I'm just saying that I've heard this, and they'll come back, and that's fine to put a few thousand in an IRA. But uh, you know, I say, hey. You know, if you're willing to give up a little bit of tax savings this year, use a Roth, never pay taxes again. Yeah. You know, so, so if you that's money that I, goes I get into a, lot. a Roth, you don't get the immediate tax break this year on that money. You have right. to pay taxes on that money uh, this year. But when it goes into the Roth, then it grows tax free. So you right. don't pay money. You don't pay taxes when you take it out on the principal or the interest gain. And, and never to be taxed again. Yeah, and if yep. that's going to sit in there for a number of years, uh, that right. tax could really build up, and you don't want a ticking tax time bomb when you retire and need that money uh, yep. coming out. Exactly. Yeah, yep. That makes sense. Uh, Ed, Ed Slot's a colleague of mine. He's written several books. Oh, yeah. He's been on CNN and Fox News and all this kind of stuff. That's and great. That's the, that's the word he uses is the ticking, the retirement ticking tax time bomb yeah. or something like that. And the he's talking about the, tax time bomb. the trillions of dollars that are in IRAs and 401ks that have to come out starting at age 72, whether you need it or not. Right. And then when your kids or grandkids inherit it, guess what? It's got to come out within 10 years. So there's going to be a lot of tax. Paid. Yeah. 
It's huge and it's coming. It's coming. So uh, again, working with somebody that understands not just investing, but retirement and taxes is critical. You got to minimize your tax burden in retirement. Yeah. I think that's when it counts the most. Yeah. The thing I misunderstood and it it basically ties in here is uh, one of the biggest uh, fallacies I had heard or believed about retirement planning and income was until I started working with you, Mark, was that, um, hey, when I retire, because I'm not working, my taxes are going to be much lower. So I don't have to worry about paying. My taxes are going to be so much lower. That's why it's okay to have all my money in a regular uh, tax deferred account because my taxes are going to be lower in retirement anyway. Uh, and that's, that's funny. That's fallacy number six. That, I mean, it really is. That, that is a huge one. And we were yeah. raised that way as advisors in the 80s and yeah. even in the 90s. Um, you know, you're, defer, you'll be in a lower defer. tax bracket yeah. because you don't have as much income. Right. Well, guess what? Today's retiree wants as much income. Yeah. They don't want a 50% pay cut, nope. you know, because they're not sitting at home in the rocker. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much out the door. Yeah. Yep. Good point. Yeah. So yep. what's next on the list? What's We're at number uh, three, three. right? Yep. Three on the hit parade. So three <laughs> is uh, why pay high fees for somebody to manage my money when I can manage it on my own? I've heard that question so, a lot. Yeah. And, and so, you know, um, I, I think people don't understand what kind of management is now available. Now, you know, back in the back in the 80s and 90s, mostly the 90s, especially, but but really those two decades. You know what the stock market averaged over those 20 years, Tony? What's that? Almost 18% a year. Wow. The biggest loss was 9%. Wow. Over the last 20 years, the market has averaged 6% through the end of last year, and the biggest loss was 36%. 36%. Markets have changed. Yes. Okay, so back in the 80s and 90s, when you could put all your money in a Vanguard S&P 500 index fund and just watch it grow with hardly no fees, yippee-ki-yay, it worked, yeah. okay? but. Those days are gone. And so now we use something called active money manager uh, management, which is basically using algorithms generated by computers to guide us. And what we have found is very interesting. Based on a study done in 2014, the average actively managed account makes 4% better uh, and has um, a quarter to a third less fees. uh, I'm sorry, risk. So you're lowering your risk, you're raising your return, they're still gonna have losses, you still are taking risk. But if you're paying, let's say now you're paying one and a half, you're making four, well you're making two and a half percent better. Yeah. And over a period of time, that's huge, yes. okay? And you're taking less risk. So you're not gonna have as big of drops. Sure. So yeah, don't look, don't, you know, I, I could go buy, and I'm not cutting Walmart down or Dollar Tree or whoever, but I can go buy a t-shirt at Dollar Tree and it might last me six months. Or I can go to Macy's and buy one that lasts me six years. Now I pay twice as much, but where's the value, right? Yeah. So, you know, just see the forest, no, see the trees for the forest or forest. Help me out I on can't that, Tony. see How the forest for the trees. Right? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, exactly. You. Well, that's a good point. And I think, <laughs> you know, I, I've read articles and it wasn't that long ago. Well, maybe about a year and a half ago now, I read an article in Forbes. So it, it's probably even gotten bigger since then. But they mm-hmm. said it's a minimum if you work with a financial advisor versus doing it on your own for those who study and are knowledgeable doing it on their own. Uh, you'll still see a minimum of a 3% increase overall. 
uh, by working with a financial advisor, and that's the minimum. Uh, and that's just working with your average financial advisor. And we, if there's anything we've learned on this show, uh, Mark, you are anything but average, right? <laughs> well, thank you very much, Tony. I appreciate that. You may look yeah, a little actually, like no. Kenny Rogers when you grow your beard out, but you're not. Yeah. Um, and actually, somebody else told me I look like Bill Ingvall. Yes, you do. Yeah, that's a. So, you actually I, look more like Bill Ingvall, the comedian, than you do uh, Kenny Rogers. Yeah. And I'm almost as funny. So, you are yeah. uh, very, very close to being funny most <laughs> okay. times. Yes. Yes, as far as we know. So, but real quick point, uh, Dalbar Research, a huge research company, yep. they study investor behavior. And what they have come up with is the average equity investor that does it on their own makes less than 3%. Wow. Because there's two emotions that drive them, fear and greed. Yeah. They get greedy when the market's climbing, when they should be maybe being fearful. You know, what does Warren Buffett say? Don't buy until there's blood in the water or something like yeah. that. Blood in the streets, I think yeah, is what he blood says. In the streets, yeah. yeah, but most people don't have the the cojones to do that, right? I mean, you know, if, if Delta dropped to 20 cents on the dollar because of COVID, you should be buying. Yes. Not selling, you right? Know? But it's tough for people to do that. Yeah, so, they say anyway. in Dalbar, that study uh, you're talking about, and we've talked about this before, Mark, is. Uh, it's funny how most investors, especially the ones that do it on their own, end up uh, selling when it's down and buying right. when it's high. That's it's right. because it's mm -hmm. emotional investing. So their emotions dictate, right. and the majority of investors buy high and sell low, which is exactly. the exact opposite of what they should do. And it's weird. And they we know all better. know it. They know it. Yeah. We know it. But it right. just ends up happening because we panic. When we see the market drop and we're like, oh, this is just a Wait, it's dropped over 10%. More? Or more, 20 more. Oh, my goodness. It's going to keep going. I'm going to get out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next day, the market starts back <laughs> Yeah. Up, and so. they don't get in. And, and that's where they really get hurt is, is yeah. not knowing how or when to get back in. And Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Warren Buffett. We're not talking about Margaritaville. We're talking about Warren Buffett, uh, the, who's one of the greatest investors and, and financial minds we've ever seen, said, right. um, uh, you, you don't want to try to time the market. Uh, right. It's not timing the market. It's time in the market, he said. Right. I like that yep. phrase, too. Yeah, I think I think like the three best, there's only like three great days during the course of a year in the market and if you miss even one of them you've missed the whole return for the year you know yep. so it's some great stuff out there you can read yep. read up on so it's it's uh but again you know and a lot of people come to me and say i'm just tired of trying anyway you know i want somebody else to handle this i'm tired of worrying about it or, or whatever yep. so. it's the swan plan if you want to if you want the swan plan which stands for sleep well at night you're going <laughs> to work right. with a financial services professional who you can trust right to get that plan in place so you don't worry about the ups and downs of the markets. Right. And, and not a commission base, but a fiduciary. A fiduciary, sure fiduciary who's going to look out for your best interests right. and uh, make sure that you have a, ba a balance. Right. right. Very good. Uh, I think we're running out of time, so I'm going to jump into the next sure. one here. Social Security. Mark, uh, I'm going to take it at 62. And I'll say why. Because I'm afraid it's going away. Okay, well... If it goes away, I don't think they're going to grandfather you in if it goes broke. If it's broke, it's broke, right? right. There's no money there for anybody. Right. Um, so th that's called taking it based on fear and not 
logic. Right. Logically, it is our largest social program. It's not going broke in 2033 or whatever. It's just going to have not enough money to cover all the payments. So theoretically, the payments will be 75% of what they should be. That's going to be for everybody, whether you're 62 when you took it or you're 70 when you took it. Okay. Number three is they're going to fix it. We've had seven or eight major issues with Social Security since it came about in the late 30s. And they're going to make adjustments. They're not going to let it. They're going to keep it solvent. Yeah, they'll fix it. So base it on numbers, base it on your needs, base it on what we said earlier, your income needs, your lifespan. Let us run a Social Security maximization report for you that's complimentary uh, and see when the best time is to take it. Maybe your spouse takes it early and you take it late. I mean, there's so many different combinations uh, and it can add two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars to your retirement, wow. even a million over a twenty five year wow. period. So don't mess around with it. And once you make a decision, it's it's pretty much irreversible. So wow. be careful. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh what's next? What number are we at here? Number five, the last one, and and don't know how deep we can get into this, but um I've had so many attorneys I've heard say probate's no big deal. You don't need a trust. Okay, so I can't get into it today because we are out of time, but more of you need a living trust than you realize for privacy, for uh, avoiding probate, which is public and costly. Uh, For mixed families, if you've got kids from a previous marriage and you want to make sure nobody gets um, left out, disinherited, Uh, if you have property in more than one state, I mean, there's so many reasons. Biggest reason is control, greater control. This sounds kind of morbid, but greater control even beyond the grave to make sure your assets that you've saved so hard for are properly um, positioned and sent to where you want them to go when you, whether it's 20 years down the road. So again, if you're not sure, talk to us, you know, we'll, we'll talk to you about what a trust is and how it works and why and why not. Also a trust will travel across state lines. So, you know, whether you split your time into two states or whatever, it will work in either state in almost every situation. That's really good to know. Now, uh, Mark, we actually do have a few minutes left because okay, good. of when we started the recording. You and I chatted uh, before the official. <laughs> we chatted okay. for a while before the official show starts. So uh, we've got a few minutes here. So on that last one, I think this is a biggie because one of the fallacies you hear out there are, well, trusts are only for the wealthy. I've heard that. And that's that's not correct, is it? I mean, everyone... No who has any type of uh, legacy to leave or any wealth at all, whether it's a tiny bit or a lot, uh, a trust can really help uh, save a lot of headache for your family and your loved ones, right? Yeah, you really can. We start considering a trust if someone has a quarter of a million, 250,000. Sure. Now, we may not go with a trust at that point, but sure. we will at least look at the the, you know, the uh, the situation. Yeah. And a lot uh, of folks have at least, two, uh, at least 250,000 in retirement funds or yeah. in a if 401k. If they're 55 or older, yeah, most likely. Once you get to half a million to a million, a million it's almost I, I never insist, but if they're looking for my guidance, yeah. I'm, I'm going to certainly, uh, you know, guide them that way. And, and we educate first, as you know, Tony. So we'll teach you what is a trust, how does it work, what's the will, yeah. um, you know, and 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 make sure they understand why. Right. We want to do that. And you're doing and, that because you're a fiduciary, not because you're making extra money right. off of a trust. 
You, we don't. Yeah, we don't you, make any money off the state planning documents. Yeah. It's strictly the attorney. Yeah. So it's us guiding the process. Yeah. Great point. You're just trying, what you're trying to do is do what's in the best interest of your clients. Great show. We're out of time. Is yeah. there anything else you want to add before we go? Just, uh, again, if we can help you, if I can just answer your question, uh, you know, schedule a 20-minute phone call. I'll be glad to do that. It's all complimentary. In the meantime, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, uh, happy Hanukkah. I'm leaving out many, many more. (laughs) But most of all, enjoy your family, your friends during this time. Be safe during this time. Uh, And in the meantime, always remember, plan well and prosper. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Retirement Roadmap Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Mark Fricks at Master Plan Retirement Consultants. Call 770-980-5262 or visit their website at masterplanyourretirement.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services offered through Master Plan Retirement Consultants, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Mark Fricks and Master Plan Retirement Consultants are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.